Life's a game, the world's a stage, and we are merely role players, where theatrical people play role playing games. I'm Matt Boothman, and I'm your compare for this main house production. Here on Merely Role Players, we improvise stories for your entertainment and ours. And we use role playing games to keep the story going places even we can't see coming, because as theatrical people, we're all about maximising the drama. This episode is the finale of our current main house production, Vigil Cold Snap. In this production, we're playing Monster of the Week, a role-playing game by Michael Sands, published by Evil Hat. So please take your seats in the main house. Tonight's production is about to begin. Vigil a Merely Roleplayers main house production. Cold Snap, Act 6 of 6. I'm Strat, and I play Briar, the Monstrous. Briar is a shape-shifting fey guardian of the Rosebriar Forest. They take their job very seriously, but can get a little distracted if there's mischief to be made. I'm Josh, and I play Ginny Greenteeth, the Spellslinger. In the Dark Ages, soothsayer Ginny was chased from her village under suspicion of witchcraft. Now, many centuries later, she is the proud owner of a local tourist attraction and gift shop in Sheridan. Hi, I'm Chris Starkey and I play Cameron Jarvis, the Rond. Cam's parents and sister were killed by ghouls when he was just ten years old, while on a camping trip near Sheridan. Ever since then, a Doom agent has been secretly training Cam to hunt and kill monsters. I'm Nat, and I play Gwynedd the Divine. Gwyn was once a shield maiden of the triple goddess, the Morrigan. After interfering with one of her schemes by rescuing a mortal man, the Morrigan banished Gwyn to live life as a duck in what became Sherrydown's duck pond. Now released from her curse thousands of years later, Gwyn is trying to forge a new life as part of the local National Trust team, but is finding it difficult to stay under the radar. Briar, you remember... From the very moment you were born, you were fighting. You fought the Winter King. Every single strand of its fur is frozen solid with permafrost. Its antlers are made of solid, transparent ice. It has the form of an ancient Irish elk. If he wins this area, I don't know how much more is going to go back to deathly ice and snow. I think I went too far. Win of ice curse. Sharing thine power with mortals, we do not forgive. The Winter King lowers its head and charges, barreling into Ginny with its trampling hooves.
Okay, well, Gwyneth is in the air. I think as the the amount of time it took her to kind of unfreeze her wings, it's probably done that charge and she's jumped into the air and she's now going to like a missile, like fold the wings back, dive down and uh, and try and attack it from the air. We'll see how that goes. Uh-huh. All that's tough. Uh, that's a six, seven, eight. Okay, you inflict harm on each other. I think this is going to look relatively similar to when Cam attacked from from his leap mm-hmm. in that the Winter King sees you coming and swings its head to catch you with its antlers as you come down to hit it. Could it be that um, as it does that, so maybe my attack was aiming to be to thrust the staff, which would like harden on yeah. the end into it, but as it's kind of swinging... I do take the harm from like, but I grab onto its antlers instead and use that as leverage to try and jam the staff into its head from there. So I, she's now clinging onto its horns, antlers. I love that. Yeah, the the it's it's less that it hits you and more that almost in an echo of uh, your killing of the ghoul earlier, where you, you went in for the kill, despite that letting it within your guard, mm-hmm. that you see an opportunity to sort of get on the Winter King where it might not be able to get you, even if that means clinging on hard to this razor-sharp ice and hurting yourself in the process. Yeah. So uh, you take three harm from the antlers. Jesus. Bloody hell. Well, two, because armour. Two, re- yeah, right, reduced yeah. by your armour. And what do you deal to it? Three harm, uh, hand fire holy on my flaming bow staff. Okay, uh, reduced by its hard, frosty armour. Surely the fire would work <laughs> against that, Matthew. Uh, it seems to be, I mean, this is 10,000 year old permafrost. It's going to take a little while right. to defrost. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Gwyneth is now uh, rodeo riding the Winter King, clinging mm-hmm. onto its antlers and head. Cam, you're up and can act. Uh, Briar and Ginny, I think you're just about out of being winded and mm-hmm. able to act again now, but a little bit. But you're a little way away. Pulling herself up to her feet, Ginny's going to throw her hands out and uh, with a combination of buffeting winds and forest powers, she's going to try and push the head of the Winter King to the ground and then vines and roots are going to try and wrap around its antlers and anchor it in place. So even if I'm not dealing damage, it will be held and won't be able to run me over again. (laughs) Rolling weird. Ten. Oh, great. Perfect. My eyes sort of uh, uh, glaze over again as I'm imbued with the full power of the storm. Uh, My veins sort of pop and bulge in my neck and my face as this beast is sort of pulled, pulled down by the anchors, uh, by the anchors, by the antlers, (laughs) anchored to the ground. And it sort of struggles to pull itself up. But for the time being, my magic is holding. And uh, yeah, I just glare at it with my hands out, flexed fingers in front of me, holding it in place. The Winter King snorts in frustration. Gwyneth, you wouldn't think this was possible, but you feel the temperature drop around you as it starts to inflate its chest once again for another terrible icy bugle seemingly in the direction of Briar. I would like to leap in the air if possible Mm -hmm. and do my no limits and sort of headlock the mouth of the 
Ooh. of the elk that can't breathe out. Yeah. That can't blast its nose powers. That's amazing. Yeah, give it a go. Roll plus weird. Having seen what it did before, I'm going to try and make it sort of Im- explode inside itself. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's an eight total. So you do it, but either suffer one harm, take minus one forward, or you need to rest immediately. I'll take one harm. Yep, you get no extra consequences for the harm because you are still in an icy berserker rage. As you're holding it, and Gwyneth, as you're holding on, you feel its body convulse as it kind of chokes on the uh, on the frigid air that it was breathing in. Nice. And it starts to shake its head violently to try and shake the both of you off. Oh, she's still still clinging on super tight, but like yeah. wings are flapping around all over the yeah. place. And I'm like a vice. I would like to attempt some magic to heal myself. As sure. Briar is looking pretty hurt. Um, yeah. That is a 10. Just thank goodness for that plus three. Heal one harm, no ill effects. What does this look like? Bits of like tree and nature will just kind of move off of whatever the surrounding bits mm. of forest are around Briar and just like patch up some of their wounds so they're just drawing more power from the surrounding area the winter king cries to me my heralds or you know as much of that as he can get out with Cameron still <laughs> clinging on to his snout again as much as is possible uh, with the vines holding him down to the ground uh, stamps one hoof and you feel the protection that uh, you've placed around the clearing shatter and the ghouls pour into the clearing. Oh no. So Briar is going to be like remembering a little bit more about the initial duel with this thing and kind of memories are, are coming back. And they're remembering that like defeating this entity, it wasn't a, a duel it was more the, the, the thing that could defeat this kind of entity of avatar of cold and ice and death and nothingness was an equal amount of life and warmth and it's why there are so many fey in in this wood this life sprung forth to defeat it and that perhaps all of this time briar has been trying to protect all the fae there and maybe he should should have been asking for help so Briars would like to summon some fae to aid as a kind of counteract uh, this king summoning the ghouls nice give us a roll for that (laughs) scary roll that is a nine it works but there's a glitch uh, so you summon Fae as desired. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But they're all winter Fae. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's, the, it's the winter queen. Oh no! <laughs> um, it's of short duration. Okay. Like you say, you Briar has been the guardian of this forest for time and is only just realising now that maybe they should uh, ask for help as well as sort of throw themselves between the Fae and threats. And it will take more than sort of one call 
to rally all of the Fae to your side to fight. Mm. So what or who uh, appears with the understanding that they, they'll get maybe one attack in before they disappear? Oh, that's really hard. There's so many things it could be, man. Um, Something very life and sunlight and... Is there like a sun... Yeah, that's what I'm trying to think of. Giant firefly? Yeah. Oh, I do like that. Yes, all right then. Yeah, some... Yeah, giant firefly, fly, fay, firefly, fay. That's that's tricky to say. (laughs) Would it be like one massive one or a big cloud of them? Oh, a swarm, yeah. A swarm that can sort of swarm into different shapes. Mm Mm-hmm. Can just yeah form the shape of a giant fist and just have a giant uppercut. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bit of that. That's a great idea. These fireflies are going to have to just swarm from like multiple different directions, from out of the trees and the bushes and just down from the sky and kind of coalesce into a big swarming maelstrom of fireflies. And then maybe yeah, I like the idea of just being a big fist form <laughs> into a big. Uh, hand and kind of just give a little wave to Briar, <laughs> uh, and then yeah, I guess if we get an attack out of them, attack. I want you to roll kick some ass for this, but uh, like it won't be you that takes the harm. It's these fey. Uh, that's a ten. Woo! We will inflict some terrible harm. Wait. So I think uh, three harm is reasonable as a base. Mm-hmm. So with terrible harm, it's uh, four. Mm-hmm. Minus his armor. Mm-hmm. Have you you all played uh, Super Smash Bros? And there's like the final, the hand final boss. <laughs> and there's one of the attacks it does where it flies up in the air and becomes a fist, and then just goes punch, 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 punch. <laughs> uh, I'd like, I'd like that to happen. <laughs> Gwyneth has definitely let go and got out yeah, of the right. way. <laughs> Gwyneth and Cam leap off in different directions, buoyed by the winds. Uh, and the Winter King is left there, uh, bound by the vines, as the Fist of Fireflies slams into it multiple times. And as the Swarm of Fireflies dissipates, you see the Winter King is now wreathed in swirling smoke, like dry ice. And you can see he is no longer pure white the permafrost is melting from his fur and turning to this fog that surrounds him. Mm. And with a mighty rear upwards, he tears himself free of the vines. Gwyneth. Mm? Everything freezes. Your friends stop still. The last remaining fireflies stop in midair. The Winter King freezes. And standing at his side is a woman. No, 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 this is not the time! With long black hair and a cloak of black feathers. Not duck feathers. More like crow or raven. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, And somehow, despite her only having two eyes, all three of the eyes you saw in the mirrors seem to be hers. Mm -hmm. I think Gwyneth probably does drop down and kneels in front of her. 
What say you, Gwyneth Thrice-Cursed? What, what say I in terms of... In, in, in terms of... this? Have, Have you anything, anything to say to Mother Morrigan? I just think it's... I'm, I'm sorry. The, the humans, they... They're always needing help. I try to live my life and leave them alone. And they seem to drag me back into things, and I try to not pay attention, but they... They need us. They need all of us. You know that this isn't right. There needs to be the balance. You can't just have one. You can't just have this take over. It will take over for a time. 10,000, 12,000 years, maybe. This world will endure... We will endure, as we did the thousands of years before. Mother Morrigan does not take sides in the cycles. Mother Morrigan is outside it. Gwynedd kind of raises her eyes slightly up and and, uh, and looks at her and, and says, Without the humans around, what will you do for entertainment? Whose wars will you rage then? Some will survive. The strongest, the hardest scrabblers, they will fight the hardest in this new world. And that will please me. They're not always the most interesting ones, though, are they? The big fighters, sometimes it's the ones that, that experience life with joy and, and kindness and liveliness that truly make the world what it is. I have learned. She spits on the ground. Joy, liveliness, kindness. I see you learned nothing in my service, and I have learned nothing from your exile. What am I to do with you, Gwyneth Thrice-Cursed? What you will, I suppose, but I have made my choice. And uh, she stands up and stares her down. <laughs> Roll plus cool. Oh no. This is definitely acting under pressure. Yeah, it is. <sighs> that was a six. <laughs> Luck. Luck. Use luck. I'm going to use luck. I'm going to use Ooh. luck. That's perfect, because when you use luck, your mission requires something. Mm-hmm. And here here she is, standing yep. right before you. Yep. I am not one, Gwyneth Thrice Cursed, to throw away a sharp blade, just because it has cut me once. If you have formed attachment to this town, to this place. If you have formed thoughts in your head of the power of love and kindness and warmth, prove their power to me. Win, prevail against all odds, against the very cruelty of the world. And perhaps... There may be a place for you once again 
among our ranks, among your sisters. They still mourn you, Gwyneth thrice cursed. And I mourn them and miss them. I will do what I can. She pats the Winter King on the back, disappears. Uh, everything comes back into motion. I guess from everyone else's perspective, if you've noticed it, nothing happened, but it did go from flying in the air to suddenly being on the ground. And the fog wreathing around the Winter King has taken on threads of black. After rearing upwards, he doesn't come back down onto all fours. Ice spreads along his forelegs, forming three long, sharp claws on each one. He is surrounded by this miasma of freezing fog. lovies it's me matt your compere gleefully drinking in all of your interval speculation about how this tale might end if you take a moment to flick through your program you'll find a preview of our upcoming productions as you already know this is the final act of vigil cold snap next week we'll head backstage for a post-show discussion with the cast to wrap up this production then as usual We're closing the main house and opening up the studio for another experimental one-off production. That production will be Codename Mosaic Ghost Recall, a standalone sequel to Codename Mosaic, which was one of our early Blackshaw Saga productions. We'll be playing Mission Accomplished, Jeff Stormer's role-playing game of super spies and office meetings, to tell a story of glamorous international espionage through the very unglamorous medium of a debriefing meeting. The mission was a success, which means someone's getting a promotion, but the team didn't play exactly by the book, and that means someone's getting burned. Join us to find out just how far Agents Pigeon, Anvil, Tanktop and Banks will go to claim the credit and avoid the blame, and to get to the bottom of exactly who did what with the consultancy's cybernetic attack hippopotamus. Codename Mosaic Ghost Recall will run all through May, and then we're heading back to the main house for Vigil Tourist Trap. It's tourist season in Sheridan, and the local shops and attractions aren't the only ones who want something from the out-of-town crowd. It's a new production featuring four new player characters, so follow us on Twitter at Merely Roleplay if you'd like to get to know them all a bit before we raise the curtain on that. The finale of a production is a great time to tell your theatre and RPG-loving friends about us. If you've enjoyed Cold Snap, how about pointing it out to someone you know and letting them know the whole production is just waiting for them to binge? And or, the Podchaser Reviews for Good program is still running, so if you leave us a review on Podchaser before the end of April, they'll donate 25 US cents to Meals on Wheels. If you want to do that, just hit the link in the program notes for this episode. Okay, I've got to go call beginners for the next scene. 
But before I leave you, I'll just point you to the glossy ad in the middle of your program, which is for Snyder's Return, a mix of discussions about role-playing games and Dungeons & Dragons actual play. Once you've taken that in, it'll be time to take your seats once again in the main house for the conclusion of Vigil Cold Snap. Snyder's Return is a tabletop role-playing podcast featuring interviews and a D&D 5e actual play adventure, so you can learn about different game systems and content creation while also listening to us disrupt everyday life on the Sword Coast. We release episodes every Tuesday and Thursday on your podcasting platform, so come join us as we improvise, adapt, and overcome. I just turn to Gwyn and Ginny because I think you guys are probably the closest to me. Mm-hmm. And I just go, "You guys uh, handle big boy Yeti guy. I'm gonna go and uh, kill some ghouls." Bye. Gwyn is gonna run. Is gonna dash over to uh, to Cameron, and in the midst of the maelstrom and everything, um, she's gonna take him by the shoulders and like. St- like properly stare him deep in in his eyes and if he's never noticed before he probably notices now like her eyes are properly kind of sparkling and she's gonna say you can kill these ghouls but you must do it for the right reasons this is not for revenge this is for justice this is for the love of of all of these creatures and this is for everyone in Sheridan all right Kill them for the right reasons. Uh, I sort of push her away and just say, what the, what the fuck? And I just literally jump off and I go to kill ghouls for my own reasons. <laughs> no. Okay, right, I'm going to roll to manipulate him. Oh, okay. Yeah, roll plus charm. <laughs> Still a zero. <laughs> no, it's six. Bugger. <laughs> You don't get through to Cam. Cam, you can, at your own discretion, be kind of offended or take these words amiss, if you like. That's up to you as a player. Sure. And Gwyn, while you're hyper-focused on Cam, you are jumped by a ghoul for uh, two harm from its knives. (laughs) So one harm, because minus my armour. Could I push her out of the way? having done that moment so what the fuck and as I push her I push her harder because I see a ghoul coming to protect so I could do the protect yeah action. roll plus tough to protect that is a nine uh, yep you protect them but you take the harm instead uh, so yep. the two harm from the ghoul instead of hitting Gwyn uh, <laughs> you have this conversation you see that she's hyper focused on you you're not really listening you're just yep. aw- you're just aware of ghouls and you move her out of the way and the ghoul stabs at you instead two harm mm-hmm. minus your armor so yeah no no damage yeah so i'm afraid that i'm ignoring you um because Fine. he's too he's he's sort of in the middle of a berserker rage at this point as well mm-hmm. in all fairness so that's why that that ghoul tries to rake me with its little claws yeah but they sort of bounce off and i just uh snigger and say my turn bizage and i'd like to <laughs> 
have a go at it. Yep, roll plus tough. That is a 10 total. Yeah, what extra effect would you like? Yep, I'm going to inflict, ter inflict terrible harm. Great. So, so there was there was another coming up to attack from behind you, and you can just swing that axe in a great arc and take both of them out. Great, yes, yeah, so I deal five damage with that. Whoa. And uh, what does it look like as your now magical axe cuts through? Oh, them? yeah. So whereas before it was uh, just a mundane slicing of material, now as as the blade touches the smoke shards of little electricity just seem to ripple through the entire costume and the fly the, the actual uh clothing bursts into flame and the smoke just sort of goes pop just dissipates <laughs> as this electricity just burns through it um, and what was black smoke turns into sort of like a white almost like an incense type smoke as uh, as the axe passes through them the winter king now standing upright says Yes, I see. This new ice age is of man's doing. I shall take a more appropriate form. Continues to stand upright, looking ever so slightly more sort of humanoid, but still with a very deer-shaped head. And as he speaks, he opens his mouth wide and wide and wider and his lower jaw splits in two. Oh god. And his mouth unzips all the way down his chest. Make this huge vertical maw that runs the entire height of his body. And he charges at you, Briar. Oh god. I think looking around at the current battlefield, um, seeing I guess Gwyn charging in after her conversation with Cameron and seeing Cameron going full berserker on the ghouls and taking that under control. Just a little bit worried about my old buddy Briar dealing with the uh, the demi-jawed creature now. Uh, so I build up the Tempest and draw that fierce storm energy into my hands and I begin to concentrate it into a ball of just roaring energy uh, and I'm just going to fire it out towards the Winter King uh, and it sort of whips up a storm as it flies through the air and it manages to drag up uh, pulling from out of its roots uh, a, a large oak tree <laughs> ripped out into this ball of, of um, storm and it's the oak tree that's going to slam into the Winter King, pushing him, hopefully, uh, backwards and away from us. Great. Uh, roll plus weird to kick some ass. Kick some ass! Twelve. Yes. Hell yeah. Which extra effect from kick some ass would you like? Uh, I mean, I've just thrown a tree at it, so I guess that's inflict terrible harm. <laughs> So that would be a three harm forceful total. Okay, minus it. It's lost its armor, so it takes all oh, of that. Nice. This seems to hit it hard. It you the tree slams it out of the clearing, and sort of into another tree, and you see a couple of trees break on the edge of the clearing, as it sort of slams through them. Um, it's knocked off its feet and is sort of struggling in amongst the undergrowth and splintered trunks to stand. And 
and you can see several of its teeth are broken its sort of uh, unzipped chest and sort of lower abdomen sort of area seems jolted out of alignment by the impact with the tree it looks pretty badly hurt Ginny yells over the maelstrom Briar my love it's time to finish it on it lightning lightning sparks and the wind picks up Briar will get to their feet and there's ice covering everything right the ground of the clearing is hard packed uh, as if it's been frozen for years yeah so uh, Briar will start skating (laughs) (laughs) forwards and picking up uh, speed and we'll we'll roll to kick some ass and depending on how good it is I guess I'll decide how cool this bit goes (laughs) Uh, so that's tough so that is well that's six seven eight plus two is ten it's ten what's your extra effect I would like to inflict terrible harm Briar has realised that they they're a fairy they're sneaky little buggers so Briar's decided like oh yeah I didn't like just do a fair duel where I let I let this thing hurt me oh what am I trying to do being all noble I'm a sneaky little shit so they're going to sn- skate forwards holding up the sword as though they're going to sort of like fight fairly and let the creature get back up on their feet as you, as you're skating towards it it's swinging back one arm uh, to slash or impale you with its icy claws mm-hmm. <laughs> hold uh, the huge sword up in like a stabbing motion and as they get close go and stab and just as they're about to make contact Bar is just going to pop into small one and a half foot fairy form and just like on their bottom skid between the legs of the other one at quite a great speed because they are continuing their momentum and just like <laughs> leave the sword impaled in the creature's chest and just like spinning slowly on their bum away <laughs> <laughs> past them <laughs> so yeah the carried by its own momentum the sword continues on its trajectory and inevitably pierces straight through the open moor of the winter king impaling it into a tree behind it I think Briar keeps going for quite a little way, spinning, <laughs> spinning. It very slowly just comes to a stop um, and stands up and brushes themselves down. Looks over and that sword has been plunged down and out of the moor of this creature and up around the, the sword kind of buds and nature starts to grow. Uh, and it grows into the form of a similar type of tree to the one that is Briar's home, but not yet so large and disfigured and stuff. It's a new one of of those. The indication being that last time this happened, Briar's home was formed, and now another one just outside of that grove is uh, has been planted, and maybe over the millennia will also become big and weird Briar will kind of more memories flooding back to them of 
the defeat uh, yeah the defeat of this thing and the all the fey creatures that aided uh briar carving little pictures of the battle and of of the the great victory and the creature withstood with all the the horns on its head on briar's tree kind of goes oh yeah that was him wasn't it (laughs) and even briar now remembers all the stuff that they forgot over the millennia the the winter king he'll just be slowly enveloped and uh kind of sort of calm will will fall over the the grove and the remaining ghouls are in flight yeah they they don't get away <laughs> they absolutely don't get away <sighs> well ladies gentlemen that's that's how you defeat the winter king huh. well done my love that was so impressive I particularly like the bit where I slid on my bottom. That was very, very impressive. Thank you. Really marvellous. All of the ice and frost that accompanied the Winter King's passage from its resting place to your home melts away and the forest is covered by a a low-lying spring fog. Or a spring mist. More like a mist. There are rainbows through it. Ah. Nice. Back to how it should be. Our forest. Our sherry down. I'm sorry, I think I've just got something in my eye. Gwyneth had kind of, because she'd sort of been knocked away by the ghoul and Cameron and, and had just kind of witnessed everything. She just kind of has been sat there mulling things over, but uh, but has just kind of silently walked over and uh, given Jenny a little pat on the shoulder. Thank you, love. And I give her a big old hug. Really, really, yeah, embarrassingly, <laughs> just give her a big old squeeze. <laughs> Thanks. Briar made a promise to Adrienne. What are we going to do about that? <laughs> so I guess Briar needs to pop back into Robin Goodfellow form and um, we'll go into wherever they are being entertained still, maybe. <laughs> They've been put back as well as the Fae can remember what they, what they looked like before. Perfect. Robin will, will pop in and... Uh, okay, um, great work today, gang. Fantastic work. Well done. Very very proud of you. Um, inspection went really well. Uh, I tell you what, let's take, take the day off, I think. The rest of the day. Just take the day, I think. <laughs> Go home, have a rest, go to sleep. How maybe. much? Of, how much of today is even left? I've lost track of time. Oh, good enough. Good enough few hours to you know maybe maybe go to the pub. Um, I tell you what, put it put it on my tab. Go to the pub, have a drink or two, relax. You know, just uh, tell them to put it on on Goodfellow's tab. And um, Judith says, "I will at that." Be my guest. Be my guest. It's absolutely, absolutely fine. So uh, off, off you go then. And uh, Adrienne, I, I believe, I think Robin's kind of twitches a bit because it's like oh, I've got to actually do this. Like trying to fight against it, but it's not possible really. Um, I made you a promise. You did, 
and uh, we're leaving now, so you're going to fulfil it. Sure. So uh, I believe I promised to tell you what happened during the inspection. Um, it went very well. Uh, exactly what happened? Well, um, me as uh, Robin Goodfellow and uh, uh, Gwendolyn, we we went into a clearing with Eric, I believe. I told Gwendolyn to take Eric to look out for those golden pheasants. Then I walked behind a tree, became a golden pheasant, walked up and down a bit, did a small dance, said, uh, come and get me, boys, as the pheasant. <laughs> then I turned out of the pheasant into a horse. Uh, Gwen jumped on my back and ran away and uh, uh, Eric was kind of left there. Later on, I believe he may have been hurt by some ice created by the Winter King and then maybe a ghoul had him at one point, I seem to remember. Uh, uh, and then the inspection was over. So uh, there we go. I have I have about a million more questions. Well, good for you, but I'm afraid I only promised to tell you what happened during the inspection and Everything else is off the table, so you go and have a drink, and I promise you, uh, it won't really matter to you later on anyway. But um, you never know. Maybe you'll write me into something one day. I met a chap called William once. He used me. It was great. <laughs> she looks like she's about to say something else, uh, and then the, the corridors and uh, capillaries of the tree uh, rearrange themselves to make a little shoot that she slides <laughs> down out of the tree. <laughs> Cheerio! See you on Monday! <laughs> the bodies of the, the Duke and, uh, and the Baron had, uh, had have been laid in state within sort of a chamber within Briar's tree. Kind of garlands laid on them, ferns and mosses and stuff, um, kind of creating almost like a kind of a duvet of nature on them, all very kind of peaceful and many kind of fae had come and kind of paid their respects and at sundown all the 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 fae of the forest and special guests of Briars will be there to to witness uh, their burial and the way this works is they are uh, paraded by uh, the the fae uh, Briar in stallion form at the head of the procession and taken to a clearing where there is both uh, an oak tree and a large growth of, uh, of holly. And the possession splits in two and the holly duke is laid at the base of this holly growth. Uh, and the baron is laid at the base of this oak. And the uh, whole forest seems to sing with this kind of song of, of memory. And uh, Briar has provided hymn sheets for the three hunters, but they they recognise none of the words on it. Uh, but Briar's kind of like, come on, sing, join in. Really, come on, you have, this is, like, important. And encouraging them just to mumbly sing along. Uh, and as the kind of, the, this song comes to a crescendo, the roots of the holly of the tree kind of come up and envelop and bring down the, the two dignitaries into into the earth into the forest but i like this, this this timeless jewel feels like these these two were the current incarnations of this but this is something that must continue so what i would like is that to like to spring out of where they've been buried sort of like two sort of like shoots with like giant buds like flower buds 
to, to kind of burst up through the earth where they were and slowly unfurl. And lying in them are two kind of small uh, fae children, sort of, I guess, like in human age, it would be like five or six, kind of like old toddlers, each next to them a little wooden sword. And I'd like them to kind of sit up and look around and kind of look at one another and smile and pick up the swords and jump down and kind of run off into the groves, kind of play fighting with little wooden swords. There's a look from both of them to Briar. You know, the way that small kids look to certain adults for like Mm. permission, Mm. that they both look to Briar as they pick up their swords. Yeah. Briar's just going to kind of nod and let them go off and play. (laughs) I think the rest of the evening is just a big, big fey party. Nice. What sort of state is everybody in, in terms of like (laughs) visible injuries or, you know, bandages, whatever? And what is on everybody's mind throughout this procession? Uh, I'm thinking to myself... If they can just bury them and they come back, what was a big bloody problem in the first place? <laughs> I mean, what a load of nonsense. He doesn't say that out loud though, right? I definitely grumble it to myself. <laughs> <laughs> like stupid bloody fairies coming back and stupid buds. And... I think Ginny gives him a hard slap on the arm. Ginny, I've got a question. Yes, love? If these two just came back... Like, you know, this. What's going to stop that winter deer thing from coming back? Well, I guess that's part of the chaos of nature, isn't it, my love? We don't know what's going to happen. In this instance, light won over dark, but in the future, it might be the other way around. We just don't know. Okay, right. That's really helpful. Thanks. I mean, you'll you'll long be dead by then, Cameron, so I wouldn't worry about it too much if I were you. Great. And I'm sure you'll be crying yourself to sleep over it, won't you? Because I'm really upset. Oh. So you're being... Right, thanks. Right, great. Cameron, I will be so very upset if you weren't in my life anymore. Who's going to tidy up the stock cupboard after uh, after Gwynedd went through it like a whirling dervish and pushed everything and threw everything all over the place? You know I need what? your key, keen eye for detail, my boy. That has been playing on my mind quite a lot. Um, <laughs> and there's more than one box of fudge missing as well. There's not. That there greedy was. cow, how much did she take? Oh, she. so she is definitely sat like, if there is some kind of central fire with um, with uh, spirits and fays dancing around it, she's kind of on a log nearby, kind of staring into the fire and, uh, and looking very kind of contemplative and also chowing down on fudge. Three boxes. At least. Look, she's discovered comfort food. What can I say? (laughs) I saw what happened with you and uh, and Gwynny, Cameron. You know she was only trying to interfere to help protect you. You do know that, don't you? I had to protect her. She was too busy staring at me. We know that you like protecting people, my love, and that's very admirable and it's very brave. You truly are the hero of Sheridan. But I just think you should perhaps try and talk to her apologize what for saving her life listen you're both going to be in this in this village for a long time and it's a it's a very very small place so you'll be bumping into each other it just i don't mean to interfere my love but it just be best just to bury old 
problems. You, you, you both managed to I, fight I haven't, a, I haven't got a, a, hand, a handful of ghouls and a Night King together. I, I'm, hap- I'm happy to go and talk to her. Like, what? what what's right, the... Off you go, then. And uh, I stand, I stand uh, up. Ginny stands up and grabs him by the wrist and sort of pulls him over towards There Queenie, is no need pushes, for this. Pushes him down next to her and says, uh, Can I go and get you any punch? I'll go and see if those fae have got some of that lovely fae wine. Okay, I'll go over here. Hello, hello, love. And she wanders off. I don't understand what's going on anymore. Do you? Uh, she she hands you some, like offers you some of the fudge, while she's uh, kind of uh, silently chewing. You know that if I eat any of that, it's all coming out of my paycheck, don't you? Well, it's good though. I, isn't I it? take a handful. <laughs> Fuck it. <laughs> so. So? Uh, pretty close call with that ghoul at the end there, wasn't it? We made it, though. Yeah. We won. Yeah. I like killing ghouls. Mm. That was fun. And I've never seen one of those big elk things. That was pretty cool. Have you seen one of them before? No, but the forest is full of all sorts, isn't it? Why do you guys always talk like this? All of you have this sort of mystical way of... Just mumbling about nonsense. You know, yeah, the forest is great. The nature is mental. Yeah, it is. I think she, she turns to Cameron and kind of um, pats his cheek. It'll come with age, pet. How old are you? Not as old as Briar. Older than Ginny. So I'm actually really young, aren't I? barely even a baby to be honest oh well I'm sure we'll be okay and she kind of looks at you and kind of smiles and goes I think it will I think it will that thing you sort of said about killing ghouls for the right reasons mm. I mean is there a wrong reason for killing ghouls it sort of seems that's what they're here to be you know, they're here to be killed, aren't they? Really? I don't know. Are you ready to, to hear? I don't know. I, uh, give us a clue first, and then maybe I'll know. I was shield maiden to the Morrigan. I don't know if that name means anything to you now. But way back when, we were a force. Not a good force, not a bad force. Just a force. Lightness and darkness is very often in the eye of the beholder, and very often you need the balance. Just as Briar needs the balance of the elk, just as the oak and the holly must always fight, there is balance of lightness and darkness. The ghouls need to exist. It's not nice not fun but the darkness needs to be there I see so if we remove them it needs to be for the right reasons for keeping the balance for protecting those who could not otherwise protect themselves rather than going after them for for rage or 
or hatred. You can't you can't hate something like a ghoul. It just is. Do you want to know what just isn't? What? My mum, my dad, and my sister. And you know why they're not here anymore? I think I can imagine. Yeah. So why don't you take your bullshit about how ghouls have to be here and bury it under a fucking tree that you love so much and leave me well enough alone if you're going to say that ghouls need to be alive because they really don't and I'm pretty sure that none of these things really need to be here they're quite amusing and fun but some of them just need to be put down like a dog that bites too many innocent children or I don't know a crazy fucking monster that kills a family who are having a nice weekend I think these things need to be put down and which one are you in that list? I'm the worst fucking one of them all and I don't care and I literally stand up and walk off she pops another piece of fudge in her mouth and stares back at the fire and mumbles to herself I knew he wasn't ready and scene I think that's it has been Vigil, a main house production from Merely Roleplayers. It stars Chris Starkey as Cameron Jarvis, Natalie Winter as Gwynedd, Strat as Briar, and Josh Yard as Ginny Greenteeth. Sound design for this production is by Natalie Winter, and the theme music is by Alex Pankhurst. I'm Matt Boothman, and I play the supporting cast, as well as editing and producing this episode. We were playing Monster of the Week, a role-playing game by Michael Sands, published by Evil Hat Productions. You can find Monster of the Week at genericgames.co.nz. Merely Roleplayers is a Foggy Outline production in association with Blackshaw Theatre Company. Until next time, if drama be the food of life, play on.